0: Tonight's episode brought to you, as always, by Leaf Spirits. Not only uh, did September bring the start of the football season, but folks, for fans of uh, Leaf Spirits and the Green Bay Packers, um, this month there's uh, another reason to celebrate, and it's because we've got a uh, very recent Hall of Famer, uh, Leroy Butler, uh, who is recently enshrined into the NFL Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, and Dane, to commemorate the special occasion and gear up for football season, Leap Spirits created a Hall of Fame limited edition bottle featuring Leroy. This special edition bottle comes with the same great recipe distilled from Midwest corn and incorporating a proprietary coconut filtering process that provides vibrant fragrance and flavor. Not only is it a must-have in any Packers fans' home bars as we gear up for football season, when it's gone, the bottle will make a perfect addition to your memorabilia collection.
0: Okay. Right. listen leap vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast was recently awarded wisconsin's vodka of the year so to find leap vodka and leap and lemonade in a retail store or restaurant anywhere in wisconsin visit LeapSpirits.com and click to find leap vodka see show notes for details
1: know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack. Go ain't show sure with no mercy. Cutting no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will. Hey, welcome into Lombardi's Legends podcast. I am Wags, live in studio joined as always by Dane. And Dane, how you doing tonight as we gear up here for a big showdown, week 3, headed back on the road and taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, big game. Big game early. I mean, I remember last season Um, Packers went into San Francisco. A lot of us were, were wondering what kind of team they were and then they went and they took care of business on the road. So, you know, this year they have an opportunity to do that again against a guy in Tom Brady who's just a pain, right? Dude somehow seems to just keep winning all the time so I'm really excited about this this is a great litmus test for this Green Bay Packers team Um, didn't look very good in week one as we know but the Vikings dropped it pretty significantly against Philly last week so you know what we're still trying to figure out who all these teams are and this is a really good test early on in the season for the Packers to go down to Tampa Bay on the road and take care of business against Tom Brady I know they're a little depleted but listen you want to beat them right and this is the time to do it
1: for sure. And we say this every year and a little bit of a cliche, but it's definitely a week to week league right, Dane? And, and this is no, boat, about, no doubt about it. It's going to be a big test, though, even with some injuries on, on both sides. But um, it's Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. We don't know how many more of these showdowns we're going to get. These guys haven't faced off that often over the course of their long careers. So um, definitely going to savor that moment. But I think uh, it's safe to say, Dane, that not only do Tom and Aaron really want to beat each other, but I think both these teams uh, probably looking at this as a bigger than normal game, even if they're going to say all of things about this is just one game, we're going to prepare for it like any other. Um, the reality is this is probably a little bit of a bigger game, despite it being early in the season. The stakes aren't that high, um, perhaps down the road, we'll say differently, but I'm really curious to see this young Packers team um, that has uh, shown some different things uh, maybe not as much in week one, showed some improvements in some areas in week two, and then now I think this is a, even another big test on the road, and um, what can they take from those improvements in week two and apply here in week three? So, um, Dane, before we get into some of those key positional battles, though, um, what can you tell us about the injury report? Because I think both sides have some pretty significant injuries, and of course, Mike Evans uh, suspended this week as well. Well, so I, I think there's going to be some impact to this injury report, depending on who's healthy enough to go and who's not so uh, can you give us a couple of highlights and let's let's talk through and walk through how that might impact this matchup this week
0: Yeah, I mean you said it right off the bat uh, wags not not only Mike Evans but also um, Goodwin. there are other stud wide receivers, so they're down a couple guys right now wide receiver. I see Julio Jones um, hasn't practiced yet this week either i'm not sure if that's an injury or what exactly is going on there but um i'll tell you what they're they're down a few guys a wide receiver so that 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 right away um is a huge deal but that being said wags it's only you're only as good as if you can stop the run so that's going to be something that we're really going to pay attention to we'll get to that um but uh, you know looking down down the list here i mean uh packers also have some wide receiver injuries right i mean and that's the thing i mean sammy watkins crept up with an injury already this week christian watson as well so we talk a lot about tampa bay and their their injuries but i'll tell you what like Look at the Packer wide receivers, right? I mean, so so we, only time's going to tell who's going to be able to go and who's not going to be able to go this week. But I think both of these guys, um, front and center, that's what I'm looking at is uh, two teams with depleted wide receivers, potentially um, Hall of Fame quarterbacks with with maybe some not-so-proven guys that wide out. And that's going to be a fascinating battle to watch between two of the greats of all time.
1: Yeah, and the one that I'm watching is Donovan Smith, the left tackle for the Buccaneers. Missed last week's game, but was able to return to practice here. Um, and that's going to be a, a key up front uh, because the Buccaneers haven't really been world beaters offensively in their first two games. Uh, they played what Could be two really stout defenses in the Cowboys and the Saints, Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do offensively, and, and I think Donovan Smith's going to be a big piece of that puzzle. You said it. It doesn't matter who the receivers are if we can't stop the run. The Bears didn't throw the ball or squat, and yeah, they only put up 10 points, but that could have been a much more interesting game in the fourth quarter, as we recapped uh, the other night. So, uh, I think that is an injury worth watching. Um, Tristan Wirfs, um, by all accounts, is healthy after kind of an uh, a, a injury in the preseason on the right side. So, That's going to be a difficult matchup, um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, But um, I'll tell you what, Dane, um, I I don't know anything firsthand of whether Chris Godwin or Julio Jones are going to be able to go, but they were out last week, Mike Evans was playing, and now Mike Evans is out because of the suspension. And if both of those guys missed last week and they haven't practiced at all through here recording on Thursday night, I would say that it's probably a coin flip at best that one or both of those guys are going to be able to go. I'm sure they're going to do everything they can. Uh, But if you're the Packers, you can't count... On their uh, injuries, keeping those guys out or having a, a, a effect on what they're going to try to do, um, so uh, that's going to be something to definitely keep an eye on. I I, I want to hold the thought on how that could impact the Tampa Bay pass game. But Dane, you mentioned some of the Packer injuries um, at the wide receiver position. It's hard to say when it's soft tissue to predict. Well, they'll probably be fine. They were limited. All those guys were limited practice, uh, practice participants on Wednesday, aside from Cobb, who, who's out been out with uh, an illness. Um, it's easy to sit here and say, well, they'll probably be ready to go on Sunday. They're just giving them a little extra rest. Uh, but that's a slight cause for concern. I think we're going to have to pay close attention to what's happening tomorrow. Um, that's going to be a big indicator. Um, I'm sure they're going to be trying to go. I think Alan Lazard is probably just getting a little bit of extra rest for that ankle. So I'm not terribly concerned about him, um, considering he was able to finish out the game on Sunday. Um, so I think we'll be in pretty decent shape. Um, but, Dane, one other, I, we have to talk about it every week. Um, David Bakhtiar, you turn to practice today. <laughs> so, weekly prediction meter, um, what, what do you think? Is there any chance that David could be coming back this week? I know we, when he was pulled uh, before the week one start, they thought it would be week one and week two. Um, so, do you think there's a chance that we could see him back on the field this week? And if so... What type of impact could that have uh, on this game and, and what the Packers want to do on the offensive side?
0: I don't think he's going to play this week. I'll, I'll just come out and say it. Um, I, and and it's not that I have any further insight than anybody else. It's just I'll probably say this every week until we see the guy back out there. And, and, and you know, it's, it's just the reality of the situation is um, my, my gut tells me the first game he plays this year in Green Bay he's going to play at home. I don't know why I think that. I just think that's the case. I just don't see him traveling all the way down there and then playing his first game down there. I just don't think that's the case. So I'm I'm going in with the mentality that the Packers are going to play the starting five that they played last week and Yash Nyman's going to get the start yet again at left tackle until uh, we, we see otherwise we're going to see Elton Jenkins continue to settle in on the right side wags I think he looks like he came out of that pretty much unscathed last week thank goodness it, the team's so much better with Elton Jenkins in there at right tackle but yeah I'll tell you what I just don't think we're going to see David Bakhtiari playing this week and I'm not going to hold my breath until we see him uh, get back out there uh, on the field I'm just not going to be able to um you know, put that in the queue. So um, I don't want to sound pessimistic. We love David on this podcast, but um, clearly uh, this is abnormal. And clearly, um, you know, I haven't seen an indicator that makes me think that he's going to play. So I'm going to go in with the assumption that we're going to see Yash Naiman yet again at left tackle and potentially for uh, the the long-term future here.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to refute that. Dane I'm, I'm kind of right there with you so um, let's segue then into some of the key matchups um, on the offensive side for the Packers versus the Tampa Bay defense they've got a very talented defense um, and uh, just a, a lot of speed all over size athleticism and, and to me it starts with their guys up front Vita Bay in the middle and then two veterans uh, in William Goldstein and a guy we know very well in Akeem Hicks um, who is also listed on the injury report but um if hicks is able to go he's just long and he can uh, cause a lot of problems um especially uh, in pass lanes and and is all three of those guys are just really solid against the run and they can get after it and pass um game as well so dane what can the packers do to carry over what they were able to do running the football uh, against the bears to this week because um the last thing we want is for Aaron Rodgers to be under heavy duress in disadvantages uh, down and distance situations and so I, I although we can't be predictable in the run game I, I do think that we're going to have to really establish and be physical and win some of those uh, battles and, and actually have some success running the ball even if it's not quite to the level we did last week uh, but what's the biggest key in your mind to being able to continue to have some of that success um, and for the Packers to be able to have um, some ability to run the football against these guys up front you know know, it's it's a good good...
0: question Wiggs Um, so first things first I saw um, this morning it looks like Hicks might miss a month for Tampa Bay which is massive Um, advantage for the Packers because we know how good Hicks is even at this advanced stage in his career he's He's a freak up front. He has been. He's, he's given us nightmares, sometimes in the past, in Chicago. So that's a huge, huge advantage. You don't want to see guys get hurt, but, you know, it's different when it's um, Patrick O'Connor as opposed to Hakeem Hicks. It's just, you know, with all due respect. So um, Vita Vey, though, is still a handful. Right? He's still an absolute monster up front. He eats up space. So um, I think that we're going to need to just see a continuation of what we saw. I, I mean, I I really liked that the Packers used athleticism of some of their offensive linemen in week two. Uh, particularly, I, I think of Myers and Yash Nyman. We saw, we saw some of, um, you know, some movement up front that I don't recall seeing sometimes in, in past years. It's good to see John running out there. We're gonna see some guard pulling. But at the end of the day, we're gonna see um, violent football up front from these five guys uh the packers offensive line i mean i i'll tell you what it sounds silly after one week maybe but we're seeing a little bit more continuity up front with elton jenkins back this is two weeks now in a row where we're going to have the same starting five where frankly i don't really recall that at all this preseason. the packers were mixing and matching so much and you know you can have five studs an offensive line, but if they're playing like individuals, um, you know you're you're not going to have a lot of success. And you know this is truly a unit. The offensive line is a unit, and I think going into week two, this is this is the best five that's healthy right now that they're going to be able to field and we've seen teams as particularly in this Packers offensive line over the years over the last 20 years where maybe to a man you're not looking at pro bowl guys but as a unit they're very strong and they can play well at the point of the attack and that's what I'm expecting to see I'm expecting to see continued growth in week well it's week three but week two for this offensive line together so that's what I want to see is seeing these guys trust each other understand how they play and last year we saw Royce Newman we saw Myers and we saw Tanya, or excuse me, Tanya a Runyon play quite a bit together in those three. So it's going to be good. And Yash Nyman, actually. So, you know, th- these guys have had some history now playing together. I want to see that continued growth uh, going into week three. And I think that that's going to be super helpful as we, uh, as we watch this game progress. And, of course, playing across from them yet again, Akeem Hicks not being in. Massive, Massive advantage to this Packers offensive line.
1: Yeah, and then behind that defensive line, of course, we've got a couple of studs. Uh, that, that gets, gets scary. scary. Yeah. Levante David and uh, um, Devin White. And and then certainly in the secondary, they've got some standout guys. Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety. Jamal Dean uh, had a pick six against the Packers a couple of seasons ago. So these are guys that can fly around out there. Uh, so, Dane, when I look at uh, some of the matchups on the back end, one thing that I think the Packers did exceptionally well last week is they wanted at the point of attack they created mismatches, and they were able to take what the defense gave them. And so we didn't see my—I was lamenting the other day about not having any opportunities to get in sync in that mid-to-vertical-level passing game uh, against the Bears. But I'll tell you what, it's hard to complain taking a step back, considering how <laughs> dominant the offense really was, aside from a couple times when they just basically shot themselves on the foot. because they, they easily could have hung 40 if they hadn't done that to themselves. So um, I think what that does, though, is that that definitely puts some tape out there, not only for Tampa Bay, but for the rest of the Packers opponents that they're going to be facing in in the next couple of weeks, because now it dictates terms a bit. Our team's going to try with a lighter box to slow down this two-pronged running attack with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, knowing that that's going to be a significant challenge and understanding that maybe there isn't quite that level of talent in the past game. They're not as in sync as the Packers offense has been in the past with Aaron Rodgers and some of his other receivers. That said, if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm gonna to try to to win because with the the guys that we mentioned up front, the guys that they have the speed that they have at the second level, I'm not sure what the Packers did against the Bears is going to be something that's going to be successful for four quarters. They that might work for a series or two, but I think a team like Tampa Bay with their level of talent and speed on defense can quickly make some adjustments and that's going to make life a lot harder. So uh, this is going to be the test in my mind for can Robert Tunyon get opened across the middle or across in the seam. Um, Can we take some shots if Christian Watson is able to go, which hopefully he is uh, deep. And even if they don't connect, it makes a defense respect that a little bit and now use Primarily, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon as your short yardage uh, pass catchers, and not your young wide receivers, uh, and not Sammy Watkins. Uh, you can use do that situationally when you need to move the chains. Uh, but Aaron's going to need to have those outlets because this front. Is massively putting pressure on, and they like to blitz. They like to send pressure with those linebackers as well, and, and they close in a hurry. So that can cause a lot of problems. So we need to make sure that we've got our guys. I think with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as the primary outlets for the short yardage passing, and then use um, Christian Watson, use Romeo Dubs to try to stretch the defense, even if it doesn't connect. Uh, every time. If you've got to punt the ball, um, I think Packers need to be patient and uh, again, uh, make those terms be dictated. And then if you have a series here and there where you're really moving the ball effectively, uh, take advantage of those opportunities you have. I don't. I really don't think, Dane, that this sets up to be a, a, a high-scoring affair. Like, one might expect when you look at, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Uh, the Buccaneers have not been an Explosive offense, and they're missing. Probably they're going to be missing. Uh, obviously, at least Mike Evans, and I would say one of Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. Quite frankly, Julio Jones just isn't like a explosive guy right now. Anyway, he helps them if he's out there, uh, but he's not the you know downfield stretcher that he probably was early in, in his career. So, um, so we need to be patient take the points when we can get them, and uh, I, I think we need to spread the this defense out both sideline to sideline and vertically. Uh, so what we've shown on tape, Dane, don't you think that really sets us up well for that? Uh, and it starts with the two running backs and being able to uh, split them out or really run to either side, throw to either side with either one of those, and then just playing off of that. Well, well yeah, yeah, and... and-
0: feel like this is one of those games where this is where Matt Lafleur should be making his money. Um, you know, I think that this is a, one of those games where the offensive scheme needs, they need to outcoach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensively and just point blank. Uh, I think that you're spot on and I'm kind of curious, Wags, I, I thought last week with Romeo Dobbs, um, I like that they, they started to work him in and kind of got him the ball um, close to line of scrimmage on one of those plays. And then, you know, kind of set up kind of a scream. And again, use that athleticism of a couple of their offensive linemen. They let Yash get out front. I really liked that on one of those pass plays and, and, um, You know, they they obviously mixed in Christian Watson a little bit. Again, remains to be seen if he'll play this week. But um, they kind of manufactured a couple touches. So do you think the Packers continue down that path, too, in addition to kind of the deep shot uh, just to stretch the field? um, Do you think that the Packers are going to kind of scheme up uh, a couple plays early on potentially in the game just to kind of get those young guys settled on the road, too, and uh, get them involved and mix into this offense pretty quickly?
1: yeah I, I'm sure they'll try I, I'm not sure how effective the end around will be now that it's on tape they've seen it and again with the speed uh, that these guys have it, it, that can, can be, be a, a very disruptive play and it can end a series it, yeah, it's a, a series side side side, side, right? yeah it's so, a series ending type play if it gets blown up um, so that's my only concern is that these, you know you show it and then all of a sudden it's second and 15 because uh, you, you tried it but oh yeah that worked last week, not going to work this week. Um, Now what are you going to turn to? So um, I'm not going to blame LaFleur if he tries it. I just hope it's not Early on, um, let's save it and see where the, how the game script is going. See if we can surprise them, uh, when it's less about what they have in the game plan and, and what their scouting report is saying to watch for. And maybe it's in the third quarter and, and, and the Packers are across midfield and they've got them on their heels a little bit when you pull something like that out. Um, so don't force the issue, I guess is why I, I, I'm kind of getting at. Um, I'm not going to be sad. This is a week I'm not honestly going to be sad if the Packers have to dink and dunk for a field goal or punt the ball here and there a lot in the first half. Let's stay in it, and then when we have some shots, let's take some shots. Um, I, I think is the key here. We we what we don't want is to be taking too many chances, and then all of a sudden Tampa Bay gets a short field, and we're down suddenly twenty one to three in the second quarter, and you know that's just a pretty desperate situation um, and this defense is just going to overwhelm us um, if we put ourselves in, in a hole like that um, with the amount of pressure that they like to put on. In fact, that's kind of what happened when we went down there a couple seasons ago. So uh, let's just keep this close and uh, take some shots. I don't mind too if if they have some incompletions that are long passes in the vertical game. If, if Rogers overshoots his receiver a couple of times, So be it. Uh, Let's take that shot and and see if we can make that connection. Um, Thanks. Thanks.
0: How How aggressive do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in this game? We've seen at times, especially on the road, where you know he he kind of tightens up at times. I, I don't know how else to put it, or, you know, he doesn't take maybe the, the, the chances that we might see a home game, right? I, I don't know how else to put it. So I'm kind of curious. Do you think that he's going to be loose? And do you think he's going to let this thing rip? I mean, he's playing against Tom. We Even if Aaron Down plays it, we know he wants to beat Tom Brady on the road in week three very badly. So do you think he lets it rip, especially with, um, you know, some of these receivers that may or may not be out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's been a criticism maybe fairly at times of some Aaron Rodgers haters amongst the Packers the vocal minority out there uh, that he just can kind of check out a little bit or I'm not sure if that's fair to say but um, maybe he just doesn't necessarily um, the tide isn't rising uh, so to say um, in challenging environments but I'll tell you what I think it's going to be closer to I'd be surprised. Let's put it this way. If he if it's not closer to what we saw of Aaron Rodgers last year when they went to Arizona and everybody said there's no way he's got all of these young wide receivers that he's never worked with, Aaron's going to be frustrated. He's just not going to what are the offense going to do? And you saw Aaron go in and embrace the challenge. And I think he was very prepared to embrace that challenge. Uh, so I, I think this week is going to be kind of a similar thing for Aaron. It's not about Tom Brady. I mean, sure, that's out there. I'm, I'm sure he, after At the end of the day, would he love to go to uh, midfield and text Tom after the game and have bragging rights against them? Absolutely. Uh, but this isn't about Tom Brady. This is about Aaron Rodgers and this young set of wide receivers getting on the same page, going against what right now, very early in the season, I'll grant you, is the number one defense in the NFL. So um, to me, it's about Aaron just being prepared to uh, – you know, embrace that. So I don't think he's going to be surprised by anything. Um, however, if, if the pressure gets to him early and he just isn't able to do anything, um, that's, that's when you can kind of start to have that concern, I think, Dane. So, um, text me after the first quarter and I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs>
0: I love it. No, I think that that's super valid. And you know, you're right. I mean, can he settle in? That's a huge question too, right? Is can he settle in? Does he feel comfortable? Or is he running for his life? I mean, let's let's we look down this list, right? And and you mentioned a couple of these beasts and Devin White and Levante David, but dude, Shaquille Barrett can get after it too. So can William Golston, right? I mean, some of these guys, they they have guys that can pin their ears back and get after a quarterback. So that's something that we're really going to need to keep an eye on. And then you and I both know Antoine Winfield Jr. His dad was a thorn in our side up there in Minnesota for all those years. And now Antoine Winfield Jr., he plays... Great ball as well, I can't believe, I think he slipped to the second round there for Tampa a couple of years ago, but he's a rangy back who can kind of get all over that defensive backfield. So this is a defense, as you mentioned, they're fast, they're aggressive. They can sometimes overcommit, but at times they've overwhelmed this Packers offense, especially when the Packers have had to go on the road. It's just something that we've had a challenge with the last time, couple times we've gone down there. Some teams seem to have the Packers number, just like the Packers over the years have seemed to have the Rams number. It seems like some of these teams, San Francisco and Tampa Bay in particular, are teams that are just a thorn in the Packers side more often than not.
1: Yeah. And I think the state of Florida has the Packers number two. That's like a house of horrors, especially in the regular season going down there. Um, but uh, enough of the pessimism. Dane, I do want to ask one question back at you again, though. Uh, one thing we haven't touched on is tight ends in the past game. Um, we know that, uh, Mercedes Lewis primarily going to get a, most of his snaps, um, as a run blocker. Uh, that's, that's his primary role. Uh, but, do you think this is a week that we could get a little bit more game planning in for Josiah Deguara, for especially Robert Tunyon? Um, neither of those guys have been very involved uh, in the pass game at all in the first two weeks. Um, each of them have a couple of catches, but uh this seems like a game where we could really use some contributions from those tight ends to alleviate the pressure, that mid-level passing game, um and uh, give Aaron a big target to work with as well
0: i'm glad you said that um we need robert Tunyon to become a weapon in this offense like he was a couple of years ago uh this is this is a team that we're going to need to rely on a lot of different guys and maybe a different guy in different weeks and we need a game where robert Tunyon can show up and become a 80 yards and a, a touchdown kind of guy um, you know, and we're not going to need that every week, but we're going to need him to do that against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if it's not in week three, it's going to have to be at some point in this season. So, um, Wags, I, I love the question and, and I, I'm hopeful that that's the case. I thought Josiah DeGuara um, had a really strong week one week two they mixed him in a little didn't get a ton of snaps but i really like when uh, particularly when we put him in the backfield he's a guy that always gets his helmet on somebody he always gets his helmet on a defender um you know in line i've seen him struggle at times uh at the point of attack but when we put him in that backfield kind of that h-back formation or, or almost that that quasi fullback that we've seen him be in a few times this year i watch him every single play and 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 every single play that i've witnessed he gets his helmet not a guy and lights a guy up so you know he, he's a guy who you know is not afraid of collision so even if he's not catching the ball wags although i would love to see him get worked in the offense i'd like to see him get worked in overall holistically with this offense a little bit more because he's one of those dudes that when he's out on the field and he's in the huddle um, he can do so many different looks for an offense that, you know, he keeps the defense guessing a little bit as well. And if he can start to catch the ball a little bit more routinely and find his way into this offense and work his way in, he becomes that much more dangerous. So Tunyon as an inline tight end, absolutely. But Deguara, I, I mean, it's year three for him. We spent a high draft pick on him. Um, You know, this is his time, I think, to develop. I think he was stunted a little bit after his injury his rookie year. He worked his way back last year. This is the season that he needs to be able to shine a little bit more if this Packers team can make it deep into the playoffs and it needs to start early in the season. We need to build off of that and he needs to become a weapon right now.
1: Yeah, that's great stuff. So, Dane, I think let's take a little break and uh, pay some bills here, starting with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, and with NFL action in full swing uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, um, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do.
0: Wags, Wags, and it's not enough. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays. Like our boy T.O. loves parlays, Wags. And right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. Did you hear that? 100%. Percent with payouts bigger than ever why bet on football anywhere else to make, to make things, things even sweeter you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all
1: season long, long. Yeah, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. No special sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wizzle,
0: I'm having fun today, man. And we're having folks jumping on the pod. This Uh, this is is so so much much fun. fun, And I'll I'll tell you what. what. Um, um have, have you used, used, used these Raycons, Raycons recently? Because I, I was using, using them all week long at work um, you know kind of grinding putting the earbuds in and and it's it's just a, a great amount of fun to use these things these wireless earbuds they look good they feel good they sound incredible dude I've spent more money on earbuds than I have on these Raycons and I'm telling you the quality of Raycon they are they are they are through the roof good I'm loving using these Raycons right now
1: yeah Raycons everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever um, one thing that I can attest to, they're optimized gel tips for a perfect in ear fit. Um, they're, they're super comfortable. They really will not budge. Um, I wear hearing aids, and I will tell you, I know good molds when I see them, and Raycon definitely fits the bill. I can't even tell the difference when I have them in. So that's high quality right there. But um, Dane, it's just, I, I take them everywhere, long listening time. I um, really enjoy uh, getting as much uses out of them as I can. Um, and um, I I'm, whenever I'm out, I said it the last couple of shows, out walking the dog, uh, listening to podcasts, listening to music, uh, definitely uh, wearing these Raycons wherever I go. People, we're going to ask
0: you right now, go to buyraycon.com today and use promo code TP. PN15, again, that's TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com, code TPPN15.
1: All right, so Dane, let's uh, transition over to uh, the Packers' defense against this Bucks' offense. And just like we started with the run game and the big guys up front on the offensive side of the ball, uh, against the, the, I think this week, um, especially uh, whether those receivers can go or not. I mean, listen, we we've seen Tom Brady just kill teams in his entire career, getting rid of the football, short yards passing, and then all of a sudden you're on your heels and he can kind of beat you deep. So um, the last thing you want is to allow Leonard Fournette and this uh, offensive line to to get a run game established. Um, So what can the Packers do to – the challenge doesn't get any easier, but what can they do to turn in maybe a a more solid performance across all four quarters uh, this week than they were able to against the Bears in Week 2?
0: Wags. Uh, you mentioned Leonard Fournette. He he scares me more than anybody on this offense this week. It's I I can't quite explain how big of a deal that that Mike Evans isn't playing. He he does a lot for for Tampa Bay. He, he's somebody that Tom Brady trusts and and is a huge play receiver. And I think that that's a huge loss for them. But I would argue that a close second uh, is Leonard Fournette. Um, he's a big bruising tailback who's deceptively fast too and he's somebody that can catch the ball pretty smoothly out of the backfield when given an opportunity and somebody at this Packers defense is just going to have to to to, um, play up to and and I'll tell you what Wags um, last week I thought the defensive line uh, Kenny Clark aside and to an extent Dean Lowry I thought that um, the D line more often than not kind of got their lunch handed to them Uh, against an inferior opponent, the Chicago Bears. Uh, that cannot happen again in Week Three if we're expecting to come out of here with a victory. Um, so the Packers' uh, defensive line is going to have to have their um, look in the mirror moment. I think early this season, um, there's a lot of hype around this defense overall, but this defensive line, we came into the year thinking this was one of the deepest D lines we'd seen, and you know maybe since Super Bowl year, and and now we're we're, we're looking after a couple of weeks, and you know I, I haven't been all that impressed. Again, Kenny Clark aside, so I want to see this defensive line step up to the challenge and. and Overall, I mean that that plays into everything, and that's not. I'm not asking them to have a bunch of tackles in the backfield, but we need to be able to at the very least keep our linebackers clean. I thought that Devondre uh, Devondre Campbell and and and, uh, and Walker last week. Played marvelously, especially considering the amount of time that guys were able to get to the second level, and they were battling through blocks to try to make tackles. That can't happen against Leonard Fournette. Um, he's hard enough to bring down. He's a ton of bricks to try to bring down. So I want to see this defensive line play stronger. Um, and we talked a little bit about maybe the possibility of um, T.J. Slayton getting a couple more snaps. I would love to see T.J. Slayton get worked into this defense a little bit more. Um, but I just want to see some freshness here. And then of course Wyatt, our, our first round pick, only got four snaps last week. I'll be curious to see if that increases as the season progresses. Is this the week that maybe he gets closer to double digit snaps in the game? Remains to be seen. But Wags, I want to see this defensive line. It's going to start and end with this defensive line. As great as Tom Brady's been over the course of his career, um, if, if we're stopping the run, I truly do not believe against the defensive backs this Packers team have and against a depleted wide receiver core that Tom Brady's going to be able to sit back there and pick this defensive apart. It's going to start and end with the run game. If we stop the
1: run we're going to win this football game yeah and i think um john in our facebook chat it made a really good point in some ways these teams do mirror each other uh when you look at this front it's it's kenny clark or vita ve um it's Devondre campbell and quay walker um or Devin white and um um I'm blanking. Campbell. Campbell yeah, David. David. Certainly our young guys at, at you know, uh, Quay Walker doesn't have the track record. Either of those guys. So, I, I mean, he's got a ways to go to prove that. But I just think in terms of speed and athleticism, that's an excellent point. Um, one good thing I would say is that the Saints defense, you said who teams seem to have their number against. The Saints defense seems mm. to have the number of the Buccaneers. And I know that the Bucks won last week, but I do think that. Although the Bucks can take that and, yeah, they can make their own adjustments, uh, being able to play them the week after the Saints uh, can really be beneficial because they just seem to play and match up against this Buccaneers offense so well over the years. And last week was no exception. They only gave up 13 points. Um, the they, Bucks scored seven of those points, uh their 20 points on a pick six. So in and, and Leonard Fournette, week one against a, a pretty solid I think Cowboys defense 21 carries for 127 yards last week against the Saints uh, 24 carries for 65 yards so he went from over 6 yards a carry in week one to just about 2.7 yards per carry in week two and sure that's only one week and, and that doesn't mean that he's not going to bounce back this week or, or whatever will what have you um, but I do think the Packers are going to probably be studying that week two game film very closely and week one, for that matter, to see what the Cowboys were doing wrong. Um, so they've got two really good sets of tape um, coming off of uh, of two performances against i think pretty solid defenses to be honest with you Uh, and so i think there's a lot that they can pull from uh, to try to figure out okay how can we at least slow down leonard Fournette and that so he's not gashing us for five six seven yards to carry um if he gets a couple Six, eight, ten yard runs. That's I'm going to live with that. Um, but it's if it's happening every play, then we've got a problem. Um, Tom Brady, you know, if you give him second and four, he's going to convert those first downs pretty high percentage of the time. Uh, so that's going to be incumbent on this defense to respond and uh, across all four quarters. They 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 can't start you know going series and and getting gashed like they did against the Bears. So um dane that i think is going to be super important and then just like we talked about with the box defense against the packers offense how can we bring pressure because if they don't really have anybody that can beat this secondary deep um depending on who's able to go if godwin's out there that's another story um but even if godwin's out there with our three corners and hopefully a little bit of a bounce back effort from adrian amos and darnell savage I, I think we match up pretty well um so we can we can contain so some of these guys in the pass game vertically as well. Um, so that allows us, I think, to press forward and uh, really be more aggressive in our coverages as well. So, Dane, how do you think that could impact the game plan? Because um, there's nothing worse than knowing all Tom Brady wants to do is just fire off short passes and watching a Packers defense just allow him to do that.
0: Dude, I mean, Talking about aggression that's what i want to see is i want to see an aggressive defense I, I, I want to i want this packers defense i, I want them to have the uh, authority from joe barry to just go man to man and kick the crap out of the opposing offense and i feel like that that's where this team this defense they need to find a personality they need to find their identity and every team every year is looking for their identity um, and no no difference with a defense. This is a defense that you know we all have such high expectations for. And week one, I thought we played more zone coverage than I was comfortable with. I thought that we kind of played off the ball a little bit. It just didn't feel like it felt like we were trying not to lose a football game. And you know, we saw the score and it just didn't feel right. Week two, started to get to see the Packers get a little bit of swag, you know, and, and they' they're up and down at times Some missed tackles need to clean some of that stuff up. Week three, I want to see these guys fly off the edge and go try to hit somebody. Um, I, I just I think that we have more talent on the defense than the Buccaneers currently have on their offense, just point blank. So um, why don't we go out there, uh, full tilt to, your, to to what you're saying, Wags. Let's play a little closer to the line of scrimmage. Let's maybe bring Savage or Emus up in the box a little bit more and, and dare Tom Brady to throw that ball. We saw him in the playoffs a couple years ago, throw a couple picks to Jair Alexander. Like Tom Brady is not some guy, you know, he'll throw picks sometimes and he can throw them in bunches as well, Um, but we can't sit back and let Tom Brady do what he does, which is dink and dunk. And then they, they tear off a seven yard run and then dink and dunk down the field. No, I think that we live with the fact that maybe we could beat deep once or twice against an inferior opponent, which I actually don't think uh, is very likely. And instead I think we pin our ears back and I think we that rashawn gary and preston smith have at it and try to you know bring brady down and make him as uncomfortable as we're worried that
1: the buccaneers can make aaron Rodgers. yeah um dictate terms as i think is the yes. <laughs> way as i can put it this is a team defense that has the talent to dictate terms and the first couple of weeks uh we didn't necessarily see that we saw some of it against the bears in the second and third quarter. But um, I would like, to your point, for them to, part of that identity is we're forcing the offense to make adjustments, not sitting back and playing it safe. Mm-hmm. And I, that's been a little bit, even against the Bears, I, I agree with you. I think it was a little bit too much. We're more talented. We can play it safe. But who on the Bears, we said going into that game, who on the Bears was going to beat us deep? Maybe Mooney one time had an opportunity to. Uh, they tried their shot stokes had blanket oh, awesome. right up. it wasn't going to work so had it happened I, I agree with you tip your hat but um more often than not the defense is going to benefit from that aggression and from really being um forcing the terms of what the offense wants to do uh, so i i think this is a week that maybe it forces uh joe barry and the the defensive coaching staff to say you know what we've got to show our hand there's no more holding back um let's let these guys get after it and uh, maybe that results in better tackling too just an overall physicality and overall level of aggression um and it's not kind of playing it safe uh, so that can have a mental impact as well that can be very galvanizing particularly on the defensive side of the ball i know people say momentum doesn't necessarily carry over uh in football um On the defense within a game, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a firm believer that momentum can definitely carry over, and uh, you can see that on sidelines on any given week uh, if the defense is really getting after it. So, um, Tom Brady... He'll get rid of the ball, but if we're getting after him to the point, Kenny Clark, I think, is a big key this week. If they want to double-team him, um, he can still win some of those battles, but some of these other guys are going to have to collapse the to one-on-one. Tom will stand in the pocket, he gets rid of the ball quickly. So it's hard to get sacks against him. But even if you're not sacking him, if you're getting and you're forcing him to release the ball even faster than he wants to on a third and eight, and uh, then the receiver can't get to the sticks, that's a win for the defense. We'll let him get fourth and one, fourth and two, and and force him to punt the ball. So um, that's that's another key component here to slowing down the run so that we do get them into some more situations where it's third and long Uh, and it doesn't have to be third and 14 and we may not have to get the sack every time uh, but if we can uh, put Tom in a a situation where he's not comfortable holding on to the football um, that's when this defense can continue to dictate terms just like what we said with Tampa Bay could do against the Packers. Let's flip the the table a little bit and see if we can't uh, play their game against them to some extent this week Uh, maybe we can get ahead and start to put some pressure on tom and he starts to look like the 45 year old man that he is out there on the football field i love it
0: i think we're gonna see a ton of two linebackers i think we're gonna see a ton of campbell and walker out there at the same time wags i mean i feel like you know what we saw a glimpse of how good Walker is going to be last week. How fast he was, how aggressive. You know, we talk about aggression. We talk about playing with reckless abandon. Walker looked like somebody who can play football at a high level for the Packers for a number of years, and um, he gives that Packers defense the ability uh, to, you know, put these two inside linebackers out there with he and Campbell and and you know Brady wanting to 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 dump the ball off these running backs might have a hard time finding separation out of the backfield with these two linebackers. And that's what's encouraging. And that's such a difference from maybe some of these previous years outside of last year with Campbell is, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we're like, oh, crap, this team's got a tight end. And like, how are we going to cover him with Blake Martinez or, oh, crap, they've got this tailback out of the backfield and we don't have anybody that's going to be able to keep up. We've got to bring a safety up and yada, yada, yada. This year, that's not the case. I completely believe that Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker are going to be able to stick with running backs. I believe that they're going to be able to stick with tight ends and they're going to be able for the Packers to keep a more stout defense on the field against the run, but also play the pass more effectively. So I expect to see a bunch of two, uh, two inside linebackers out here against Brady. And I do believe the Packers are going to dare Tom Brady to beat them with his arm. And I just don't know if he's going to have the ability to do so.
1: Yep, Dane. So I think it's time, don't you? Um, Let's get into our X-Factors and score predictions. How's it already already been been almost an hour? hour. Uh, That's just how we roll. But, uh, Dane, our X-Factors of the week... Are brought to you by Leap Spirits. Leap Vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast and was recently awarded Wisconsin's Vodka of the Year. To find Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in a retail store or restaurant anywhere in Wisconsin, visit leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. So, Dane, I'm going to turn this over to you once again to lead off this segment. Um, offensive, defensive, heck, special teamers, I'm going to let you pick from any of uh, of the the three um uh teams and uh who do you have first of all as a potential x factor this week um i, I just mentioned him i'm
0: gonna go through rookie walker quite walker i think that he is the guy this week i want to see him build off of an incredibly productive week two um not necessarily meaning that he needs to have you know, double digit tackles or anything, but I want to see him flying around the field and continue to be the guy that we expect him to be. Thought he played so well um, and and so encouraged. And this is just a week where I'm expecting us kind of in the um, short range passing game and against the run, somebody's going to have to step up and make some plays. We're going to need to see some sure tackles. I expect Walker to set the tone early for this Packers defense I want to see him getting after it this week and I and, and frankly I want to see Joe Barry unleash this young man a little bit more I think that over the first couple of weeks they've been a little bit safe with him I think that this he showed last week that he's somebody that can really play at this level and he's going to play fast so I say let the young man fly this week because he could be a difference maker for this defense and he's going to need to be a difference maker if we're going to win this game
1: Yeah, for sure. Dane, I'm going to jump over to the offensive side of the ball. We know that we need Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to have another big week. Um, so I am going to go with, uh, tight end and I'm going to go with Robert Tunyon as a X factor this week. Um, because I'll tell you what, if they can incorporate, uh, Big Bobby into their offensive game plan and he can have a productive week, um, I think that's truly The definition of what in my mind could be an X factor in this game. um, That's a look that we haven't seen from the Packer offense so far this season. We know what he can do when he's healthy. Um, By all accounts, he is healthy. He's out there. Um, Let's get this big fellow the ball. Um, Give that release valve big target. Um, He catches everything we throw at him. So um, I I would like to see a a little bit more intention around getting Bob Tonian because I think that can really unlock a lot of other things um, really take some pressure off of the run game Uh, and uh, I think honestly we're talking about what should these receivers are going to step up when are they going to get in sync with Aaron Rodgers we've got a weapon at tight end in Robert Tunyon that can lead the way in the pass game in this offense is he a traditional number one receiver no but um, is he a guy that we can lean on to really be the engine that can get this pass game going I really think he can be here And so I'm hoping that this is the week that that happens. Bob Tunyon gets in the end zone. Uh, He's gonna have over 60 yards receiving and uh, he can have a really productive week this week. David Henderson dropping in our
0: chat. Yes, big Bob Tunyon. Love it, David. Thanks for joining, man. I'll stick on offense. I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs. Um, We need to stretch the field. You said it at the top of this podcast, man. This offense, um, we need to do more uh, against a better opponent than we did against Chicago. We need to show another look. We need to be able to stretch the field, get down the field. Romeo's the dude to do it. The guy can burn. He's fast as heck. He's shown over the first couple weeks that he can play ball at the level. Obviously, he had an incredible preseason. I want to see him put it together now in week three against Tampa Bay. Go on the road. Silence them early, stretch the field, make a big play, make him you know, become a weapon that Aaron Rodgers can lean on as the season progresses. So Romeo Dobbs, X factor for me, Wags, if he's catching, um, you know, stretching the field and getting those 20, 30 yard chunk plays, even one or two this week, completely changes the outlook of this offense. This defense is gonna have to honor that then, start to back up a little bit, and that's gonna allow some lanes for the run game. So we need Romeo to make a, some plays. He's my X Factor of week three.
1: Yep, Um, and on defense, I'm going to jump over and uh, talk about a guy that had been playing with some swag, uh, I thought a really fine performance last week, and that's going to be cornerback Razul Douglas. I'll tell you what, if the Packers' defense is able to do work this week and um, they come out with a win, I think a big part of that is going to be that was an awesome interception by Razul Douglas in the third quarter that really flip things the Packers way. So I'm going to throw this out there. Is he going to get an interception? I sure hope so. I'm not predicting that he definitely will, but if the Packers are going to have success this week, it's going to be Rasul Douglas primarily lined up in the slot, and uh, I think he's going to get a lot of action. Um, Is he able to take advantage of an opportunity, um, get his hands on the football, and run it the other way? Um, I think this is a week that he really has a big opportunity in front of him to make a name for himself nationally. And uh, so I'm going to put Rasul Douglas on the map as an X factor on the defensive side of the ball this week.
0: He's been a revelation. Ah, uh, Rasul, man. I'll tell you what. You know, I I was... It, hopeful he'd come back to green bay but i was also a little wary you know it's like did he catch lightning in a bottle and now we're you know all that not and, and, and i was like we're gonna pay him and that's great and not because mentally i think he's a problem i think he's a really smart young guy he's a hard-working guy but you know he's, he's been on a couple teams and all that he's proven me so you know like any reservations i had are just out the window the dude can play ball he's so good to play um wags do you have a special teamer can we do it can we throw one special teamer out there you have, do you have anybody, anybody mind? I'll, I'll
1: give you the honors since you're bringing it up ah oh, shucks
0: i mean let's just see Dallin levitt play another ball game this week and make some tackles i thought last week he looked really fast down the field let's see it again let's get some good coverage and let's continue wags um in addition let's continue to have success from mason crosby that's maybe the the real key here crosby has played really well so far this year he looks pretty darn um settled and he looks comfortable frankly a little more comfortable this year than he did last year already so i'd like to see mason continue to swing that leg the way he has been
1: so far this year i love it i love it so dane I, are we ready for score predictions then um, yeah, yeah. I, do you want you're go right ahead if you've got uh something teed up for yourself here for score predictions um i'd love to hear what you've got
0: Packers is what I got. I think I don't think the Packers uh, get above 30, but I don't think Tampa Bay does either. You said earlier you thought it might be a lower scoring game. I agree. Um, And, you know, I think that um, staying on the Mason Crosby kick, I think he's going to have a field goal in this game, but the Packers are going to get in the end zone a few times uh, this week. Um, And and that's just an expectation that I have. I think as the game wears on, Aaron Jones has another nice game, but I think this is a little bit more of an A.J. Dillon week. Um, Yeah, the Buccaneers are fast but aj dillon is a bruising running back and i think that he's going to be very physical we are going to match their speed with our power on this offensive line i think that we're going to match their speed with our power with this running game this is a packers team that has some big dudes up front this is a packers team that is going to be playing Fast, um, maybe not as fast at times as this Tampa defense, but I think that they're going to roll downhill and they're going to punish, 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 punish Tampa Bay, particularly in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be close most of this game. But Aaron Rodgers is going to do enough. He's going to strike. Packers win 24-20. Tom Brady looks like he's forty-five. I think Tom Brady gets punched around a little bit. He gets hit. Gary Gary's going to have a bit of a game again. He's got two sacks in two games. I expect that to continue this week. I guess very hard to sack Tom Brady.
1: I love it. I think we're pretty close. Um, I've got twenty three seventeen Packers, and uh, on the backs of a defensive touchdown. I think we're going to get two or three turnovers that we're going to force in this game. So we'll be close, um, but it's going to be a grind. Uh, I, I think this offense. I'll be anxious to see. I hope. Uh, you know I'd love it if they proved me wrong and and to your point put up uh, a few touchdowns offensively i I don't see it I think this is uh more of a grinded out game for both sides uh offensively to be honest with you uh, but um yeah uh, i I don't know if it'll be Rasul douglas with the uh, defensive touchdown but I'm just throwing it out there I, I think the the defense uh puts six on the board this week and that ends up being the difference in this ball game so um you knew we weren't going to predict the packer loss going down no, the, no you know, way no i mean come on um nobody expected the packers to beat san francisco in week three last year on the road either and uh guess what we were able to go down there and and prove that everything was just fine so hoping for a repeat scenario here this week
0: Man, this is so much fun. Shadeed, what's up? Folks dropping in our comments. What's up? We're wrapping up here. Um, This is, I can't believe we're already to week three wags. I think we're going to know a lot about this team potentially after this game. Um, There's no ugly wins. I think, against a team on the road like Tampa Bay. So I just want to see the Packers get down there, take care of business, and then we can figure out the rest from there. Um, but I'm hopeful that this team starts to continue to come together. I want to see this defense sure up their tackling. That is the biggest thing I want to see this week. I want this defense to shore up their tackling against this Tampa offense. Uh, Incredibly important if we're going to go far. So a huge week this week. Big, big game. It's about as big as a a week three game can be Two juggernauts. Two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's probably potentially the last time, maybe the second to last time, we ever see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady head-to-head. I cannot wait for Sunday.
1: I can't top that, man. I'm so excited just listening to it. Uh, folks, th- thanks so much for joining us tonight. As always, be legendary and go back Go Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart bar. All my heads go pack, pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will What a snuggly dog.